0: Hello, everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. Today, I'm going to be your host, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, a returning guest that we had on the show a very, very long time ago. We're just going to jump into some issues, man, because as you know, it's a lot going on in the sporting world, but it's a lot going on beyond the sporting world. But this guy, he he likes sports, so uh, I'm happy to have Trey Taylor, Gary Trey Taylor. We call him Trey on the show from uphold318.com. A lot of you all, if you have been following us for probably a year or a year and a half, you know that uh, Trey was on the show with many other guys as we were talking about the impact of the barbershop For black men, particularly what it meant for black men who were disenfranchised and held out of some of those other male circles uh, at the time because of uh, slavery and uh, Jim Crow and, and things like that. So Trey, man, it's good to have you back on the show. What's going on with you?
1: Uh What's up, Charles? Welcome. Thank you for having me back, man. I appreciate you coming on, man.
0: Hey, you know what? I'm glad to have you on. You know, we're going to talk talk a little sports stuff, man. We want to talk a little bit about a a project that you're working on, a couple projects that you've been working on. One of them is already out. And so yes, And uh, we'll jump into that. But listen, man, I got to ask you, because, you know, I'm in the sports, you're in the sports. Right. And I'm a, I got to tell you, I'm a New England Patriots fan. But, bro. <laughs> Oh, yep, you already know. What's going on with Robert Kraft, man? I mean, now, look, they haven't they haven't said he was guilty or not, but, dude, mm-hmm. come on, Mr. Kraft. You got to be better than that. Gary, really? <laughs> uh,
1: man, yeah, look, I'm not surprised at all. Come on, though, because I'm, I'm a, a former Dallas Cowboys fan, and so my owner is Jerry Jones. So, oh. <laughs> you know, this doesn't surprise me at all, man. Millionaire, billionaire, owner, Involved in some type of sexual prostitute ring or whatever it may be, or just ask for escort—that doesn't surprise me at all. But of course, you know, yeah. Patriots, you, your Patriots have now turned to America's team. So how does that look for you guys?
0: Can you hear me? <laughs> looking too good. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not looking too good, man. I, you know, I'm a Patriots fan, but I'm not a fanatic. I tell everybody that. And it's unfortunate, I, like I said, I don't know what really went down, man. I do know that as I looked at the uh, the articles, I guess that they have been looking at this place for about six to eight months, mm-hmm. and just finally decided that, you know, hey, let's jump on it now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, they were in there having a little ball, having a good time, and, and got caught. Uh, but I was also kind of like, hey, they in the article they said that the uh they were looking at the women as victims and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Were they being paid for services or what?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it gets sticky right there. You know, it I have, I cool. didn't look yeah, I didn't look in the old the whole article. I just seen it and I was like, man, okay, this is kind of getting this is getting a little yeah. out of control, you know what I'm saying? But exactly. it, it, it doesn't surprise me. I am sad to say, you know, I, I just I don't understand. Well, I understand, but I don't understand, you know? So, but that's yeah,
0: yeah. NFL owners. No, man.
1: It's,
0: <laughs> yo, right, it's it's Cassie with a lot of money doing what they do, right, man? And, right. and it, you know, the other thing about them being down there is this is also the place where the St. Louis Cardinals had their, uh, their spring training. I think the Mets have their spring training down there. Um, mm. There are a couple golf tournaments down there. So, hey, there might be other people who have been there
1: before. <laughs> What they did say, they, they said it was, um, it's more, it's more, more billionaires, more big names that was involved in it. They just haven't released all the names yet. So I did Isn't see it? that. Yeah. So I don't, it could, they might mess around and do something like they did with the whole Louisville program type thing in the NCAA. Remember that situation?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man. That's crazy, man. So yeah. this is yeah. a trip, man. But listen, man. So we know Robert Kraft gonna have to face the music some kind of way. And we don't know what Roger Goodell going to do, but listen, um I want to talk Zion for a minute. As you know, Zion got hurt. He
1: did.
0: He did. <laughs> and uh, whether you are a, a, a Duke fan or not, whether you're a college basketball fan or NBA fan, I I really have some concerns. You know, when I was big in the ball, man, a guy could go to the NBA without going to college. Okay? Right. Kevin Garnett did. There were so many guys who who did that. And even I played ball with who went straight. Um but <clears throat> you know they put that restriction on them and, and the players union they even agreed to it the players association agreed to it but now you see a person like Zion go down and everybody's like oh wait a minute and now you have a lot of NBA players saying you know what this doesn't make any sense right uh, what right. do you think man? should they go ahead and change that I mean you can go to you can go to war at 18 you can vote at 18 how come you can't get an NBA now
1: yeah, well, I just I just seen some information. I said, look, they they're trying to push it back again to eighteen. I've read some okay. they was they're doing so. I man, it's it's interesting. I'm a big fan of Lavar Ball and the JBA and what he's trying to do against the NCAA. Oh, okay. And so, um, I think it's really interesting because they said tickets was going for like twenty five hundred plus for this Duke and UNC game. Um, wow. and yeah, like and and that's like almost borderline NBA ish. And so we both right. know UNC and Duke is the historic franchises, historic um, NCAA institutions. I think they do need to really reevaluate this thing because especially with this one-and-done situation, it, mm-hmm. and they're not getting paid at all. We know they're not getting paid. They're getting these endorsements right. of free education. But you're making this much money, $2,500, to come see Zion play. Then he gets hurt 50 seconds in right obviously 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 where he's not getting none of that money so That's i right. feel as though they need to at least look into it or give players option my my proposal was come out of high school you either go you get the option you go overseas um the jba league the nbdl increase the money for the nbdl mm-hmm. or you go to college for at least two three years
0: i you got get those four options yeah. okay yeah. I see, man. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent that just go straight. I, you know? <laughs> I, mean,
1: I <laughs> you know, I understand why, you know, but you know, this should be in my mind.
0: Home. Yeah. Yeah. In my mind, like it, to me, it's about the owners trying not to lose money on somebody that they didn't do their homework on. Right. You right. Know,
1: like,
0: at the end of it, to me, it's just about everybody still being a little bit selfish. I mean, and even the ball player, even the guy that's trying to go, he, yeah, he's trying to make his money too. Everybody's trying to make that dollar. Everybody's trying to protect their own personal investment.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, And and right now, but right now, the player, he doesn't get a whole lot of opportunity to protect his investment unless he's a college student and he's got family around him and some people who say, hey, we're going to insure your body.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. Exactly. We're going to insure your body. If you insure a man's body, then now, okay, that may be some type of consolation. But, I mean, let's face it. Nobody's working all that hard. Nobody's putting, you know, 10 years in, 12 years in, uh-huh. playing ball to have an insurance policy that they got to cash out on.
2: Yeah,
0: you exactly.
1: Know? And that's and that's the whole thing about it. We know, like, all three of the players from Duke is going straight. First round, first right. top five picks easy right. you know what I'm saying yeah and so
0: yeah
1: you have to sit and wonder dang should I really sit out because what's the point if I know I'm going number one regardless number two regardless you know right um and, and I'm a I I feel like the NCAA should pay college athlete. that's just me yeah
0: Absolutely. I've been on that no been
1: on that since since high school yeah. um because you we all went to college you see we work with the athletes, we went to school with the athletes. They still living like us. They just moving way more right. than what we're doing, you know? Yeah, and so
2: absolutely. It, yeah.
1: It, it, it's, I, I know we don't got enough time to go to that whole topic. I, I
0: hey, man, to topic. I can tell you <laughs> as much. As a college athlete, I was broke, okay? Yeah, oh, I was- yeah,
1: I forgot you were first <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Listen, I might have had a free pair of shoes, man, and some, some nice gear. Uh, you know, but I was bro, okay?
1: Right.
0: So, so yeah, man, but, uh, you know, I talk about the drama queen, man. I know some, some, uh, Steelers fans are going to be mad at me. Well, maybe not Uh-oh. now since you're gone, but Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown said that he did not want to be around a team that was full of drama, but here this guy goes on Twitter clowning, man.
1: <laughs> AB, man, AB, man. Uh, See, my dad's a Pittsburgh fan. Hopefully, he's going to watch this episode. (laughs) Man. I see it from both sides, though, because, like, you a top five receiver. So, you can kind of act how you want to act. But at the same time, it's like, all right, bro, like, you acting this way, are you going to get another contract? Like, you being, like, real T.O.-ish, Ocho Cinco-ish.
0: But, yeah, okay, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're in that category with stuff. And but it's it's interesting how that's played out because I think Pittsburgh is in a situation where you lost Le'Veon, you lost A B, all top athletes. Yeah. And they're doing their antics or whatever they're doing on Twitter, but obviously something's going on in the organization. Something's yeah, going on.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you know, you got you got uh uh the general, you know, the, the uh the owner General manager, what what did he say about Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger has fifty-two children he has to look out for or take care of or something like that. What did he say that? Yeah, oh dude, he said that. He said that. Yes. That came wow. out maybe yesterday or the day before.
1: Wow. You see? Wow.
0: See, yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I'm okay? saying. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. Antonio Brown Antonio Brown said, um, what what did he say, man? He said something. He um the, but he—it was kind of coded language for Masters, what he really said. So they got something. It's definitely not good. It's not well, good.
1: You, well, you know what's about to come out—the um, new episode of LeBron the Shop. The Shop—he has AB on there. Um, who else yep. he has on there? All of them. They say it's supposed to be some stuff coming out from that. And kind yep. of get some more in-depth information. But I thought Ben was going to retire here soon. What? What happened? <laughs> like he's supposed man, to retire.
0: Man, look. I'm sorry. While, while we talk while we talking about the Me To movement, while we talking about Robert Kraft, we need to be talking about Ben Roth. Ben Roethlisberger is a dirty dude. Okay.
1: <laughs> Two. Two. <laughs> With no repercussions. Nothing. Okay. That's what dirty, I'm
0: saying. We can't even get around that, okay, man, so go on somewhere with that. But We listen,
1: just sweep that under the rug, yo,
0: come on, do, man. We do sweep <laughs> that under the rug, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we could go on for days, man, about this. But listen, guys, man, you talking to Trey, we are talking to Trey from Uphold 31.8, man. If you don't know what 31.8 is about, open up your Bible, okay? And what is it, Proverbs 31.8? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Proverbs 31.8. Yes, yes. Okay, so open up your Bible, read Proverbs 31.8. We're talking to Trey, okay? Trey is a good, good associate of mine. Facebook tends to think that Trey is my son. I don't know why. (laughs) Okay.
1: Looking, it looks like I'm looking in the mirror just a little bit right now.
0: Okay. If you guys saw us on the video right now, yes, we do look alike. We might be uh, some type of related somewhere down the line. I don't know. We yeah. got to check our ancestry.com for the history. Yeah. But the reason why we brought Trey on, oh man, Trey is the owner of Uphold31, and it's a consulting business dedicated, uh, you know, towards providing education, awareness, and resources to the world about mental health. OK, especially in the African-American community, because we know we know that up until recently, up until people like Jay-Z started coming out talking about it, you UCAS right. were not trying to be about your mental health. OK, yeah, exactly. you weren't yeah, exactly. talking about mental health in the church. You weren't talking about mental health in the school. You were not talking about mental health. So no. Trey is out there, man. And he is Virginia. Trey uh, is a VCU. And... Uh, I believe what George Mason along VCU and yes, George sir. Mason. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I get to I get to interface with Trey quite a bit, man. He's also uh, one of the voices of the Backwoods podcast. If you guys have not uh checked out the Backwoods podcast check them out you all will not hear me talk a lot about other people's podcasts on this podcast but you know <laughs> they talk a lot about man things going on in the community they talk a lot about mental health issues a lot of sports man and it just you know they uh they kind of you know give you some things to think about man but uh check them out you can check them out on uh itunes and a lot of spotify a lot of other the uh lot of other apps out there but you know let's talk mental health for a minute man because i know you are you are advocating at churches you are in the schools you are interfacing with police officers out there in virginia man so you know are you getting the support of the community now
1: um at this point uh yeah i'm getting the support um people are, are grasping more people are understanding like you know okay well Trey's gonna talk about mental health regardless like we want to reach out and talk to them about it Um, And so I think that from the community aspect, I'm getting this support that's definitely there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm glad to hear that because it's not always easy. When everybody asks me about the barbershop group, I tell them, I was like, look, man, when this thing first started out, people were like, yeah, no, we're not trying to hear this. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, talk to me a little bit, man. Talk to me a little bit about UIE. You know, uh, what is UIE really about? man? How did you come up with that?
1: Uh, so UIE was, um, it's formerly known as Stop the Violence Movement, and it was something I created um, in my hometown after we had a um, young man get shot and killed at our YMCA. And so mm-hmm. um, I was concerned about this behavior, because I'm from a rural area in Car- uh, Carolina County, Virginia. Um, yeah, live you, back-
0: you real backwoods. You real backwoods.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm real backwoods, man. Back roads and cornfields, that's where I'm from, man. Yeah. And so um, we had this and we had the situation happen, man, so... We had i felt the need to kind of bring the community together and uh, try to figure out how we can work together and show compassion to one another and, and try to make sure that we're all safe and so yeah. um i i been i started that in 2014 mm-hmm. um and just been working with uh local law enforcement the sheriff commonwealth attorneys school systems uh churches you know all of us coming together having a conversation and and also work with the teens and adults um, about the conversation and situation. Um, yep. And I also wanted to get the elected officials in front of the youth or adults because people are typically intimidated by them because of their position, yeah. but they work for right. you. That's right. Um, and so I wanted to kind of reduce that image from them to kind of make sure to show that they're actually human. And so yeah. you, they work for you, so you got a problem, you go talk to them. That's and right. So, uh, I've been doing that for the past four years, man. It's been, it's been pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I'm actually pushed it back this year. I usually have it around this time, maybe March, April, but Mm -hmm. I'm pushing it back to um, August and partner with somebody else to help kind of do it in a close to the school year. Um, Okay.
0: Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what's up, man. And it's important, man, that the youth are included in the conversations because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people are having conversations, but they're not turning around and asking the young people, well, what's on your mind? how yeah, are yeah. you viewing this? What are you experiencing? Exactly. Cause it's one thing for, you know, somebody my age, man, to, to view things, but right. it's different for my son. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. you know, my two teenage sons, it's different for them. You know, right. who's asking it? if I'm not asking them, who's asking them. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that those conversations are had, man. So, um, you know, you also had another project that's out there right now. And, uh, you good fam. Uh, yes, sir. so, um, you know I know that you have been pushing that book for quite some time man so how's that you know what's been the community response to it
1: um the community response has been good man people are like kind of eye open by it um they're just like they they a lot of people didn't connect everything to mental okay. health in that, in that in that way and so when they read it and then they come back to me it was like wow i never really seen it, mental health in that, in that aspect like looking at how slavery and civil rights movement jim crow era has affected us mentally and how generational yeah. trauma gets passed down from our grandmothers to our moms to our dads to us until we right. keep going forward and so um the response has been uh, really good man um i haven't yeah. i've been really pleased to you know say that and it's still kind of eerie like i actually wrote a book <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So. Right.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> it, it's kind of wild. I was looking at it today. I was like, man, I, I wrote this. Oh, dang. Like, you know, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Good, good response,
0: man. Good response. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, you know, when you talk about generational trauma, one of the things I know you're involved in a church out there, man, doing what you can. And I'm glad that they're responsive to you because some churches are not. But if yes, you sir. want to talk about the church and the Bible, uh, one of the, the things that I always reference when it comes to generational trauma is Moses and Moses's people and how long it took them to yep. work through uh, their captivity. First, you know, it was the physical captivity. Then it was the yeah. emotional, uh, mental thing where he's leading them away, but yet they're like, uh, I think I want to go back. I don't feel so safe right now. Or some yeah, of them yeah, were acting yeah. out. They, they had yeah. their, their so-called freedom, they said they have their so-called freedom but they're still acting out and not understanding why they're doing yeah. some of the stuff that they're doing and then moses is pointing out well okay well look you did that because you don't believe this or right. we're going to go this way and you're like no we can't do that and he's like yes yes we can <laughs> yeah yeah and we you're, will you can do that, right yeah. so i think that uh, you yeah. know I think that when you even go to the uh to that part of the Bible, I hate to call it the old testament, man. I don't like to be disrespectful like that. But um, you know, when you go to that part of the, the, the Bible or the Torah for some people, you know, whatever they want to call it, uh anybody calls it. It's just a reference point for me to know that here's an um here's an example of spiritually minded people being caught up their minds being confounded by a real experience that occurred uh, in their lifetime you know and i think that there's a corollary for a lot of african-american people um to look at it and say hey you know what i I have a lot of self-doubt where did i get that self-doubt from i I have a lot of anxiety where's that anxiety coming from is that is that physical feral or ideological feral still coming after me Right, right, um, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, a big problem. deal, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And, and what, we, yeah. What, I, what, I, what I try to tell the churches is that, you know, look at where the church was as far as a cornerstone in the community, but mm-hmm. look at what we had to go through and in, endure. In I was like, actually in the Bible, we talk about the mind, um, because you have to be transformed once you become a new right. Christian by the renewal yeah. of your mind. Of like your
0: mind, that's right.
1: It's specifically in the Bible, but for some reason, we never equated mental health and the mind to, mm-hmm. you know, church. Yeah. But it's right. there, right there in the scriptures, oh, yeah. you know. So that's, yeah. that's good stuff, man.
0: Well, I mean, you know, um, for a lot of people, and, and, and Trey, a long time ago, people were doing the best they could with spirituality and religion. And everybody who was leading, they weren't necessarily literate. Right. Um, they, mm-hmm. they knew that they were suffering. They knew they, they didn't want to suffer anymore, but they mm-hmm. weren't necessarily completely literate in all aspects. And we right. should we should be able to say that without fear of punishment and judgment. It was just this is the way things were. And uh, and now there's a there's a new understanding, a, a heightened understanding of things, if mm-hmm. you will. Yes, so sir. I'm really uh, glad yes. and that they are they're working with you, that you're out there in the community. Um, and that you've written this book again, guys. Uh, Trey's book is uh, it's called You Good, Fam? An Analysis of Mental Health in the uh, Black Community. And uh, he also wrote Mental Health Keys. And that's something that can kind of help you manage your mental health. Um, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Trey, you, it, it's, the, the Mental Health Keys is kind of like a, a checkpoint for your mental health. Is that Right.
1: Yeah, more so, yeah, like a manual to check to see how your mental health is doing throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. Um, yeah. You go back and reference, you know, well, this day I was feeling this way, and then this day I was feeling this way. What's going on? What happened that day? You know, so it's kind of a checkpoint. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, Is yeah. it you know, and I, I think about it like this because rest area or rest out. Um, you know, you need those, those points along the highway where you get tired, you can stop, you can recharge, you know, whether right. it's getting food and gas or using a restroom or just taking a quick nap. It's okay. How am I feeling? Let me stop in, pull in and get this done. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm. for a lot of us, man, we just get so confounded in the mind throughout mm-hmm. our day that we don't even do those checks with ourselves.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right.
0: Right, yeah, we don't right. go well, wait a minute, man. I just finished the day. What's really going on with me? You know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm yelling at my kid because they're doing something wrong. Okay, yeah, they did something wrong, but why are you yelling?
1: You see, right? What's going on? You man? know, yeah.
0: what's yeah. going on with you? So, yeah. uh, man, you know, if people want to get their hands on the book, Trey, how can they get their hands on the book?
1: Both, uh, they're both available on amazon.com and also mm-hmm. BarnesandNobles.com. Right now, I have have my book for sale on my website. It's uphold318.com. Go Mm -hmm. under shop, and you can get the book. Is there as well. Um, But, yeah, those are the main places you can get them from. And they're not in the store, but they're only online.
0: They're online. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people shop right through the app for Amazon and Barnes & Noble. So it's on your phone, guys. If you all want to check it out, go ahead and check it out. We'll include links to Amazon. Barnes and Noble, as well as uphold thirty-one eight, uh, for you all to be able to see more work that Trey is doing, and also to purchase his book. Please uh, consider purchasing his book. I mean, it's a great, it's a great thing to keep in your in your in your purse, in your in your backpack, um, in your car. It's just we need those few minutes in a day where we can kind of like de-stress, check into yeah. who we are, check into how we're feeling. Um, because it just, it changes the way we, uh, the way it changes our physical body. Now, that's one yeah. of the first things. Yeah. Um, but it also, it definitely enhances how we interact with everybody else in our lives. Okay. Right. Um, so Trey, man, I, I thank you for, thank you for coming in and joining us today. Um, yes, guys, if, again, you can go to, you can go to the show notes for all of uh Trey's uh, info, we'll, we'll hook up his uh, Instagram stuff to the uh, to the show notes so you can follow him there. He, I believe he's on Instagram as well as, uh, as well as Twitter and Facebook. So we'll make sure that you get all of that info out there. But, man, we do appreciate you spending some time with us this Saturday. And, guys, we know that the weather is getting better in uh, many parts of the country. Uh, <laughs> spend some time with your family. Uh, do some self-care. And uh, you guys be well. We'll talk to you soon. All
1: right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you
2: the barbershop group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health the barbershop group also serves as a resource to the community providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys mental health professionals family agencies religious institutions and other advocates in the near future The Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at Visit our Facebook page or call 313-585-9948 for more information.